to Wallowing in the Shallows, a podcast that skirts the perilous drop-off of a deep dive into television and movies. We are academic nerds aspiring to become TV and movie geeks. There are no spoiler guards in the shallows, so listen at your own risk. This week, join us for a bonus wallow in the Marvel Spotlight series, Echo. peeps welcome to wallowing in the shallows this is tori and this is rebecca and today we are talking about two episodes of echo season one episode one chaffa and season one episode two loak and i apologize if i pronounced either of those incorrectly well i actually was looking for pronunciation things online and i found a choctaw dictionary Oh, wow. And it's also got some pronunciation. So the way things are written is very phonetic. So Chaffa is probably the correct way to say it based on what I heard on the Choctaw Dictionary site. Very cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was really surprised to find out. I was like, excellent. You know, I will just start off immediately. Mm -hmm. I love that element of this series. I didn't realize that this was going to be so steeped in Native culture, you know? Oh, I, I didn't either. I did not know that about Echo when I saw her first in the Hawkeye series. I guess I kind of, I knew that Zahn was her dad, mm-hmm. right? Right. And that's the actor's last name, <laughs> not the character, but... I guess I just didn't put it all together. So anyway, I'm I'm really enjoying that that aspect. Right. Well, I just assumed when I heard her last name was Lopez that it was going to be, you know, Mexican or something like that. So yeah. Native American. Well, of course, that can be Native American, of course. But I was thinking not Native North American. I was thinking like Mexican. Mm-hmm. native mm-hmm. so but yeah it's really cool it's and echo cool. is not a marvel character that i am familiar with so mm-hmm. i didn't have any previous knowledge to draw upon and oh my gosh i am loving i mean we see in episode one and episode two that both of the episode titles are i believe direct ancestors yes. of maya Yes. And incredibly strong, powerful women. Now, I guess they have a little kind of superhero, super magic <laughs> assistance. <laughs> but even so, they are both, even without that, the first one leading her people to safety. And the second one sounds like saving her people from being ousted or something like that. So I'm loving that as well. Yeah, I was totally in yeah <laughs> i didn't really have many expectations for the show I had because, zero expectations yeah because uh, i don't know i mean the only thing i know about echo is what I, we learned in hawkeye mm-hmm. and i knew nothing beyond that i hadn't watched any of my regular reactors or new rock stars i still haven't watched any new rock stars or anything because i just watched these episodes last night but i was totally in i'm like this kicks serious ass it was hard for me not to watch the third after <laughs> I saw the second, but I wanted to not, you know, yeah, I same here. I get confused. I, I'm liable to say something that happened in the third episode. Same. So it's best if the slate is blank. <laughs> I'm totally with you 100%. In fact, after we finish recording, I'll probably go watch episodes three and four. I don't know yeah. if I'll be able to not watch episode five, which is the last one. So you may get a text from me saying, hey, can we record three and four really quick? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to okay. watch episode five. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm game. <laughs> yeah. I just, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to tell you right now, I enjoyed it. I know we are maybe not on the same page about this. I think you liked Hawkeye a I lot did. more than I did. I did. Hawkeye is kind of low on my list. 
And so that also didn't make me super excited because that was sort of the launching point here. Right. And, but I do like D'Onofrio, the mm-hmm. guy who's playing Fisk or Kingpin. Right. right. And so that's very interesting. And it was cool that he's not dead. <laughs> you, you, thought, yeah. you thought he was pretty likely dead when she yes. shot him right in the head. Yeah. But we see at the end of se- episode one, he's still kicking. Yeah, I Saw that IV dripping and I'm like, cake pit is alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which of course always makes me think of Frankenstein. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I mean, there was no way they could kill off Kingpin. I mean, they've got all of this stuff planned for Daredevil and and so forth. So I was like, he's not dead. Mm-hmm. But it does look like maybe he's down to one eye. Yes, it does look like that. And he shares that characteristic with, oh, shoot, I'm forgetting the name of the dog. Billy Jack or Jack Bob or... Billy Jack! I laughed (laughs) so hard. Do you... In fact, I actually made a highlight of this. I was going to ask you, did you get that reference? No. No, totally I did not. Okay, so in 1971, a movie came out called billy jack oh my gosh and it is about this character named billy jack (laughs) and he is half native half white ex-green beret and through being in vietnam you know he's figured out that he's really against violence and he doesn't want to he's trying to get away from the violent life he led as a soldier and he kind of is back in his home area i can't remember somewhere in the four corners i think and maybe arizona mm-hmm. and he kind of steps in to help this school it's set out in the desert and it's you know run by a bunch of hippies and the local town folk are like oh it's just a bunch of hippies and indians mm-hmm. and blah da, 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 da. and so they're kind of harassing everybody at the school and billy jack has to come in and use all of his training as a green beret to save the school and then there's like a whole slew of Billy Jack movies. It's like Billy wow. Jack goes to Washington. Billy Jack does this. Billy Jack does that. Interesting. I have to say, I remember, I don't remember how old I was when I, well, I would have been, what, eight when this movie came out. So I doubt that my dad let me go see it, but I did see it at some point, And I actually remember kind of really liking the first Billy Jack movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, people, this is the reason you come to this podcast. I mean, I had no idea about this Billy Jack reference. And I was just like, what is this name for this dog? Now, here here I'll ask you, did did Billy Jack have a missing eye at any time during his journeys? (laughs) Maybe in one of the later movies. I don't remember, but he doesn't in the first one. I know that. But I don't know, maybe when he goes to Washington? (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe in the return of Billy Jack? Although I'm just looking at like the movie posters and even in the later ones he still got looks like he's still got both his eyes okay okay well interesting that they made the choice that the dog was missing his eye as well as kingpin yeah i laughed so i was hooting when he called his dog billy jack (laughs) wow you know, I'm just going to take a moment because I saw the news just today that Carl Weathers had passed and oh, no. we've, we've watched The Mandalorian. And oh. so R.I.P. Grief Karga, is that his character's yeah. name? And, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That was too bad. Boy, he's done a lot of stuff. So. Yeah. Oh, man. I had not heard that. I haven't. I've been so busy today. I didn't even get a chance to look at any news. Oh, some alert or another that I got, but anyway, Aww. relevant to some of the other fandom we follow. Yeah. Oh, thanks for letting me know. Yeah. Man. Yeah. All right. So we start right off with a mature content warning, and I thought maybe we just didn't have the Marvel intro because it was the first episode, but we mm-hmm. didn't have it on the second one either. And instead, it's like that Marvel spotlight. Yes, yes. And I was trying to remember, well, I meant to look up more. Something else was released as the Marvel Spotlight or under the Marvel Spotlight. I don't know, but I can't remember. I was trying to remember which one it was and I wrote it down to remind myself to look it up 
And of course, did I? No, I did not. Was it possibly the, the second What If, the second season of What If? Because I haven't seen that yet, but I think you have. No, it's not What If. Okay. I'm trying to kind of find it here. It's standalone. Oh, maybe it was Werewolf by Night. Ah. Because it says Marvel Spotlight introduces standalone content that doesn't require background knowledge of the MCU story arcs. Um, I beg to differ. <laughs> I think there was a little bit of previous knowledge required for this one. Mm. Oh, I don't know. You know, this webpage I'm looking at, Screen Rant, says Echo is the first show under Marvel Spotlight, but I don't think that's correct. Because otherwise, why? how would I have known about the Marvel Spotlight? Mm-hmm. I'll have to go back. I think Screen Rant's wrong, but I could probably spend 15 minutes trying to figure it out right now. <laughs> all right. Well, we can move on. No Marvel with the all the MCU in the M-A-R-V-E-L right. intro. And right. in fact, the whole thing seemed like a cold open. We didn't have <laughs> the title sequence until the very end it was kind of a credit sequence but uh the same sequence starts the next episode so yeah Yeah. it was a whole cold open is what i'm calling it (laughs) it was very interesting i liked the choice of bringing in some of the scenes from hawkeye that were kind of critical yes because i think if those weren't in there you wouldn't be you wouldn't know what the heck's going on because you'd be like well why is kingpin in this if you didn't know yes. that he was in Hawkeye and why was she wounded like that? And yes. And can you, I mean, I know we're not supposed to need to know any former, <laughs> but wasn't okay. That suit that Hawkeye was wearing, wasn't mm-hmm. that important? What, what was the name of that entity wearing that suit? It wasn't just the Hawkeye suit, right? Didn't he right. steal it from somebody? What, what was the deal? It's well, it's after the blip, right? Because he lost everybody, like all of his kids and his wife. Yes. And he went all ninja yes. and was like killing people. I'm talking because I'm trying to get my brain to kick in and give me that name because it's right on the tip of my tongue. So he it starts with an R, I think. Ronin? Ronin, yes. Good yeah. job. Thank you. Good job. Yes. The so R was necessary. Yeah, he's in his Ronin costume because it's when he's Ronan that he kills her father okay and kingpin wanted her father dead yes and did he get Ronan to do it yes why would hawkeye have done something that kingpin wanted i don't know it's dark and evil and twisted maybe ron i don't yeah i don't know if because i don't again i'm not sure about the Ronan storyline because I've never read it, but yeah. maybe he is for hire during that wow. time frame or something. And it does okay. seem like his, while he was killing quote bad guys, it does seem a little bit like his moral compass was a little off kilter, a little off kilter, a little askew there. Well, thank you. I mean, yeah. not that we needed any prior knowledge or anything <laughs> specific for Echo, but I felt like it was really connected. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I I don't agree with that thing about you don't have to know anything about any of the other things. But yeah, hmm, but I still loved it. I love yes. these two episodes. I hope it keeps up. I yeah, know it didn't rate really... super high on IMDb, but I'm like, no, oh, you people are just crazy. Well, you know, once again, just like Ms. Marvel, yeah. when there's, I don't know, I'm very frustrated with the response to some of the series that have been like Being really oriented. high on my list that are getting panned. Mm-hmm. Like like all of the female-centered except for Wanda. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Female, non-white. Yep. Uh, so it, get it together, people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I love Ms. Marvel. That was a great show. It was well-written. It was well-shot. Brilliant acting by somebody who had never acted before. I'm like, come on. Great supporting cast. Yeah. 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 Yep. So we'll see how this all shakes down. But I haven't heard, you know, it's not all over my feeds everywhere like some other stuff Mm -hmm. has been. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So jumping into it, first of all. The very beginning, serious predator vibes <laughs> coming out of the water. Uh-huh. And 
that was very interesting. Now, given your anthropology background, <laughs> was this any kind of creation myth or, you know, it, something that seemed familiar to you? It alludes to the Choctaw creation myth. So okay. I did have to do some research because, of course, I don't know everything about every, I don't know every creation myth. And what I found out about the Choctaw creation myth, it's actually pretty cool. So there's different kind of versions of it, just like most creation myths have various versions. And they believe that they were created within the sacred mound, which with when it was Choctaw and they were doing things, I wasn't surprised. And when we saw kind of like that site with all the mounds and stuff. But um, this one is called uh, Naniwaya Mound. So this was the Choctaw home. And that's underneath the ground is where humans were created by, that was the God's name, Abba. Abba. Not two bees, not Abba. Abba. Mm. And they were made from yellow clay. So the kind of yellowish stuff that you see on the people at that point, I think that's kind of a, a good allusion to the creation myth. Okay. And, but I didn't really find anything about their home necessarily being destroyed. And that's why they had to come out. Another version that I found was that grasshoppers and the ancestors of the Choctaw lived underground mm. and they had to come through a very long passageway to get to the surface. And, oh, here it is. Yeah. People and grasshoppers created by Abba, the great spirit out of yellow clay. So okay. I thought that was interesting. And then and then I thought maybe they were also kind of alluding to this. I found this story about the crawfish band, hmm. which is now considered part of Choctaw. But at first they weren't. But they lived underground in a large cave. And their entrance was through mud, although they had another entrance that was through rock. And they got kind of trapped in the rock entrance by the Choctaw. Oh, wow. Who ended up smoking them out. And then they were taught language and kind of like adopted by the Choctaw and became part of the Choctaw tribe. So I thought maybe there's a little bit about that with kind of the mud and the pools of water, but I didn't find anything that was more specific to what Marvel had there. Okay. Well, just a, it's interesting that you used the word Abba because I'm pretty sure that Abba is in the Bible as father, that word. Just is that A-V-A? A oh, no. This is no, it's uh, the Abba is A-B-A here. Is it the same? Uh, it, it's A-B-B-A. B, -B -A. Uh, B okay. as in boy. Okay. Interesting. And I actually remember a search. I remember a church song that was something like Abba, Abba the Father, you are the one, something like that. So that's real, a Catholic it's got a real, thing. Totally. Totally. I don't remember I, that at all. But I do think. I do think Abba is used in the New Testament, but hmm. anyway. It could be, you know, some of the tales could have elements of other religions in them now. Right, like the flood myth. Right. Well, flood myths, I think, predate Christianity. Most religions have some type of flood myth. Yeah. And a lot of, I think, archaeology, at least I read this a long time ago, I have not done any research on it in decades, but I remember reading many years ago that some archaeologists suggested or posited that when the Pleistocene started to end and it mm -hmm. started to get warmer and all the glacial ice was melting, that that's why there's a common flood myth, because the whole mm -hmm. globe experienced the rise of the oceans. Got it. So, I don't know. It's interesting, but... But most groups have a flood myth. Yes, that's certainly something I've come across in a in some very different cultures. Yeah, but I think the you know maybe we do maybe that is related the ABA to ABBA thing. Mm -hmm. It could be just a little bit of syncretism going on there. Hmm. And then for for more symbolism and potential connections to something, the the bird which yep. looked a little like a woodpecker or something to me yep. did you know exactly which bird that was it's a woodpecker i okay. i think it's a pileated or it could be a redheaded i always get those two mixed up yeah me too but, but the I... woodpecker has a lot of symbolism nice and i of course i had always just been told in general that birds are messengers but the woodpecker has a lot of more 
a lot of more, a lot more. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. I'm laughing at myself. A lot of more, uh, yeah. a lot more specifics, right? Meaning home, safety, protection. It can also represent the bond with Mother Earth. So a little bit more specific. And what was the other one? Something about uh, related to ancestors. Oh. And then I was like, oh, now that makes a lot of sense. Because I was looking at a couple different sites. And the one was, where's that here? Connect with your roots. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But I tried to find out if there was something specific in Choctaw lore about Mm -hmm. the woodpecker. And again, I didn't have a lot of time to go deep on it. The only tales I found were about the crane, the hummingbird, the dove, the buzzard, the owl, the guinea Mm. hen, and the turkey. I didn't find anything about woodpeckers. So I don't know if they just went really general or maybe they found a story in their research that I just haven't come across yet because I really only spent a little bit of time looking for things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really fascinating. I mean, clearly, clearly here, the grandma, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting her name. I was trying to keep the Chula. She sees the bird right before the accident Mm -hmm. or sorry, the sabotage. It Mm -hmm. was really not an accident. Right. And so I know we have two episodes to cover, so I'm not going to get into every single detail, but we see the lovely relationship between Maya and her cousin Mm -hmm. and just everyone knows sign language and communicates very well with, it appears both the mother and daughter are deaf. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And tragically, the mother and daughter are killed. Oh, no, sorry. The mother is killed. The daughter loses her leg when the brakes are cut and they're driving. and, and And we get the knowledge that the Lopez brothers, which are include Maya's father, mm-hmm. seem to be involved in nefarious activity mm-hmm. and the father knows who did it mm-hmm. and has se- t- sought out revenge or whatever. Yeah. But then grandma sends the father away and this is what got me. You know, I understood her anger toward him, right? but sends Maya away as well. Yeah, I didn't get that. And and when she comes back later, it's like she still has something against Maya. And I'm like, why do you feel this way about Maya? She's your granddaughter. She was just a kid. What the hell does she have to do with it? It very, it was very, I hope there is something more explained Maya felt guilty like she was somehow responsible because she wanted to go out and get hot chocolate, which of course was ridiculous. The, right. The somebody was gonna die because these breaks were cut, you know. Right. And so maybe the grandma unreasonably does blame Maya mm-hmm. that that they were in the car instead of the dad, and maybe yeah. he was supposed to die. I would but imagine it is, that was it. It's terrible. It yeah. is just awful that. And and it seems as if Bonnie, I'm trying to get the whole family figured mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Then we also have the existing uncle. Is his name Harry? Henry. Is that who the, Henry, Henry is? Oh, was he her uncle? I couldn't figure that out. I think Henry is the brother of Maya's dad, another Lopez. Uh, oh. Henry, and, I looked on character names and that skipped right by me. Go ahead. Sorry. So No, no worries. But, but then we have biscuits and we have bonnie and they are both cousins of maya as well right but it seems as if biscuit and bonnie are 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 their parents dead were they raised by the grandparents i was a little confused about (laughs) their parentage but they did seem to be grandchildren of chula and scully 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 thank you (laughs) exactly that also made me laugh a little bit just because you know there's such a bad relationship between the fbi and native peoples and i was like yes scully spelled differently but still yes but still yeah 
yeah, I didn't really, I didn't know who Henry was. I mean, his character name is Henry Black Crow. Oh, well, that that would, well, that's so interesting. I mean, he's clearly very involved in the With same this. sort of nefarious stuff. Right, right. But maybe he was just a business associate. Maybe. Of I the Lopez yeah, brothers. That could be. I'm not really sure. That was a little, that was really confusing for me. I'm like, who the hell is that dude? Yeah, if he doesn't have the same name, I was sure he was a Lopez brother. So, because, you know, they were, Tula was like saying, you, I knew you Lopez brothers were trouble. So I kind of figured oh. he was another Lopez brother. Well, he probably is. Just because he's using Henry Black Crow doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, maybe in, for American purposes or for federal purposes, maybe he is a Lopez, but he just chooses to use Henry Black Crow. Okay. I don't know. But okay. well, that makes some more of sense. Some might be revealed. Yeah, it does make more sense as to why she would possibly go to him first. Mm-hmm. So And feel like he might feel like he should help her. Right, right, right. Some familial right. responsibility. Right. And I think Bonnie and Biscuit are her cousins on her maternal side. Okay, okay. Who seems tragic. Maybe Chula lost another child. That could totally be. I mean, if we think about the reality of being Native mm-hmm. and a First Nations person in the United States, it wouldn't surprise me that the kids are being raised by the grandparents. So anyway, I love biscuits. <laughs> oh, he was a real ad mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. yes we'll need we're we'll need to spend some time with biscuit because <laughs> <laughs> biscuits i guess biscuits. <laughs> not only does he have a great dog's name mm-hmm. and a good boy <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but boy he really despite the fact that he seems to do everything his grandma wants him to do mm-hmm. he also does everything maya wants him to do which involves some pretty crazy stuff (laughs) yes yes that is for sure and i loved how chula is like you know he's easily led and then the next thing she's like or maya's like let's go for a drive Uh we're gonna go do all this stuff (laughs) yeah okay so he is easily led yeah so just to kind of bring us to where that is in the story so maya and her dad go to new york she grows Mm -hmm. up in new york's a real badass some awesome work in the ring, but the dad continues to be part of the nefarious kingpin business and yep. ends up dead. Yep. Yep. Killed by Ronan. I'm not going to call him Hawkeye because he's okay. killed by Ronan. And kingpin, we just can totally see this happen that did you at all? I really felt some Star Wars allusions of feel the rage you know <laughs> let <laughs> let the dark side flow through you you know some real emperor vibes of use that rage you know yeah um, yeah so and she does yeah she totally does yep. and kingpin oh just terrible if he wanted her dad dead that he just really pretends to be family to mm-hmm. her. And maybe mm-hmm. he does care about her, but I don't know. Yeah, That's I wonder why. Pretty ugly. Do you, and I was trying to remember back to Hawkeye, and I was kind of kicking myself that I hadn't watched the episodes earlier so that I could go back to Hawkeye and check some things out. But I don't know if we find out why Kingpin wanted her father dead. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I didn't recall that. Yeah. I, in fact, as soon as I saw the ninja figure, I was like, oh, I think that's Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm, maybe we'll see if we see Jeremy Renner. And then confirmed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Again, I mean, and those are just like lifted straight out of Hawkeye. They're not like right. Weren't deleted scenes. scenes. Yeah. But I liked that. I thought that was great. And I loved, while I'm kind of talking more process here, I loved how they used silence. Mm-hmm. You know, where they would sometimes, uh, they would fade into silence or they would fade out of silence. I'm like, that's great. Yes. You got a deaf character. How do you portray that? 
to a predominantly hearing audience. And I thought they did that really well. My only note on that, because I totally agree. Uh I really, really agree. My only note is they give her heartbeat sound. Mm, Yeah. Which she wouldn't be able to hear that. But arguably you could say, but she could feel it. And so with the sound to a hearing audience, we're getting conveyed the hearing it. But when she killed that guy, when she like broke his back, Mm -hmm. there were the two heartbeat sounds that then went to the one heartbeat sound, which maybe she could feel that. But anyway. Very, very tiny nitpicky item in general, I would agree with you. Yeah. But I was kind of like, well, she couldn't hear that either. (laughs) Yeah, I did think about that when that scene happened. Boy, I was so glad she kicked that one security guard's ass because, you know, he's like feeling her butt in that scene. I was like, oh, I even wrote down, I'm like, boy, I really wish she would totally kick his ass. And then she did. (laughs) It just took a a while later. I was like, what? Do you think she killed him? It was not clear to me, but that 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 kick to the head snapped his neck or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. It certainly wasn't as clear as the one where she literally broke the guy's back. Yeah, that was uh, (laughs) uh, uh, spine chilling. She was just ruthless, man. Mm -hmm. Using the rage. She's she's pulling deep on the dark side. Yeah, yeah. That whole nightclub scene when they got behind the scenes. I was like, man, everything there is just ruthless. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, our boy shows up. Yes. Daredevil. Daredevil can really get around for being blind, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I mean, here's this fantastic fight scene between two differently abled people, right? One's blind, yes. one's deaf, and has a prosthetic. I was like, great, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a message it sends, right? Totally. That was Agreed. Such a great fight sequence. I was like, oh. And I guess the last time I've seen Daredevil was in She-Hulk. Yes. I hope. Well, there's chit-chat that there's not going to be a second season of She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. And that if she does come back, it'll just be in a movie or something. And I'm like, come on, we need more of She-Hulk and Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Because that's an amazing combination. True. True. But I guess all sorts of changes happening at Marble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. I guess, uh, did you hear who got cast as Mr. Fantastic? Is it Jim Halpert? <laughs> <laughs> What's his real name? <laughs> I'm just laughing. <laughs> Um, that would be Emily Blunt's husband, John John Krasinski. Krasinski, yes, yeah, boy, Jim Jim Halpert. Jim Halpert, (laughs) my brain is slow tonight. Um, no, the last rumor I heard was Pedro Pascal. (gasps) Oh my gosh, okay, yes, I have heard that. You know, wasn't Jim, (laughs) wasn't Jim Halpert in one of them already? Yes, but in a different universe where. The woman that played in in Captain Marvel. Yeah. The woman that played the, uh, what was her name? Mon- well, in Wanda, Monica, Monica, what was her? Maria. Oh, yeah. She, the actress that played Maria in Captain Marvel, plays Captain Marvel in this alternate universe. The one where Patrick Stewart was in. And that's okay. the one Krasinski was in. Okay. Okay, so there we go. But yes, I I had confused those together, but with some good reason. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, not all of us can keep straight all of our (laughs) (laughs) multi-universes. But that's really cool about Pedro Pascal. I wonder if he will once again take an orphaned girl on a dangerous journey. (laughs) Because it's kind of his thing. Yeah, I don't know. I hope that not an or- not necessarily true. an orphaned girl. It could just be an orphaned. It could be an orphaned Yoda species. <laughs> either an or either an orphaned girl through the zombie apocalypse or a baby Yoda through the universe and various things. <laughs> I did hear that 
there is going to be a, a Mando Grogu movie. <laughs> I heard they're about a Mandalorian movie. Is this the one you're talking about? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Fantastic Four 2005 with Pedro Pascal. Okay. And Vanessa. 2005. Cooney. I'm sorry, 2025. Okay. <laughs> sorry. No problem. I was like, wasn't it Jim Halpert back then? <laughs> <laughs> That's I was like, a too far back. Whoopsie. Well, that's nice that they've confirmed that. That'll be interesting because I, I liked the one with the Jessica Alba. I don't yes. think a lot of people did, but I did. Yeah, and of course that's got Chris Evans in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so what's not to like? Yeah, exactly. Did you hear he got married? No, he did in a very secret ceremony, I guess. Uh-huh. So congratulations chris evans and whoever Congra- your wife is <laughs> congratulations indeed because <laughs> we know he's going to hear this podcast won't change the fact that he'll continue to visit you in your dreams that is very true <laughs> that is very true so okay okay we've yeah. got two episodes we should probably get ourselves back on way back on the train <laughs> okay so we 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 see her think she's killed kingpin and then five months later she's driving back to oklahoma on her bike now i didn't understand where she got the wound so i'm assuming that everybody knows she's the one that shot kingpin Uh so there's sort of like a price on her head so somebody shot her but we didn't see that we just see her wounded and then precariously driving back to oklahoma that is my interpretation yes okay because i don't remember her and this is another reason i wanted to go back and watch at least the last episode of hawkeye and i didn't do it maybe i'll do it before we record next time but that because i was like was she shot in that last episode but i don't remember her being shot in that last episode Mm. oh that's a good question if that lines up directly that's a very good question but then i was also like there's no way that she hasn't already had that wound taken care of if it's five months later. Right. <laughs> so, right. And she just, when she gets to Oklahoma, decides to stitch, stitch it up. Right. Floss. Right. Because you know? she couldn't stop at a CVS or something mm-hmm. and pick mm-hmm. up some floss. Heck, I think most gas stations, you could probably pick up some floss. Yeah. Maybe even something more appropriate than floss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I go just, ahead. I was just gonna say. Then we get introduced to biscuits. Biscuits. Now, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be really funny if his favorite meal was like biscuits and gravy? Maybe that's why yes. I got his his name. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I do think he is mentioned in mm-hmm. the first scene, even though we don't see a little boy with yes. the other two. Somebody yes. says something like "Biscuit's going to be sad to miss this." or something so he was very much part of the family then Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. just didn't happen to be at that opening gathering yeah yeah and i have to say because i did a little research hats off to marvel for hiring this native american cast i mean all of these actors are first nation and from many different tribes yeah a lot of different tribes i mean uh Cox, you know, that's playing Maya Lopez. Mm-hmm. He's Menominee and Mohican. And so we've got Native Indigenous First Nation peoples from both Canada and the United States. We've got Lakota Sioux. We've got Cree and Métis and Oneida and Cree. I was like, this is really awesome. Yeah. Really awesome. I mean, because generally you only see First Nation cast like this if it's a Sherman Alexi movie. Mm. Is that his last name, Alexi? Yeah. Sherman Alexis? Sounds right. Sherman Alexi. And one of the, mm-hmm. a couple of the people that are in this show were in a Sherman Alexi movie, Smoke Signals. Oh, you know, I'm not sure I've actually ever seen that, but I know oh. it's been recommended to me. I yeah. need to see that. Yeah. That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so that. great to see Graham Greene mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and... I always forget his first name, but Zahn, the one who plays uh, plays Maya's dad. Yeah. And uh, Tantu Cardinal. She plays Chula, the grandma. Oh, 
also been, very familiar. Yeah, yeah yes. she's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So really I, great to I see. I found the ones out that the young girl playing young Maya, yes, is actually Alakwa Cox's cousin. Oh my gosh, I was gonna say what amazing casting because when biscuits is like you haven't changed a bit i'm like yeah she hasn't she has the same face Mm -hmm. she had when she was a child in the first scene Mm -hmm. so i can't say i'm surprised that they are actually related yeah yeah i was like oh that is awesome that would explain the similarities (laughs) boy and all that great i mean i don't know sign language myself so Mm -hmm. i can't critique how well they've done with it but but Mm -hmm. boy just a ton of signing going on and i loved when biscuit signed to billy jack (laughs) you know he's talking but he's and he's signing but he's facing the dog and not maya and i'm like he signed to the dog (laughs) you know and i'm also kind of impressed because it's like maya's been gone for 20 years i don't know how many other deaf people are in this town but mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like they all just mm-hmm. flew right back into it, even yeah. if they haven't signed in decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, her mom was, but her mom was killed. And so she, her mom was gone yeah. for as long as she was gone from the town. So, yeah, right on. Yeah, I mean, mom is gone and Maya's been gone. But amazingly, grandma and grandpa are still alive and kicking and really <laughs> running that town. <laughs> they are. Tomaha, Oklahoma. It's a real place. And this is where we are. Yeah, I wondered if it was a real place. So I looked it up. Super, super small mm-hmm. in eastern Oklahoma. Yes. I mean, for for Maya to think it is at all possible that she could go anywhere in public. Oh yeah. And not have Bonnie found out find out. I'm actually right. astonished that it was Biscuits yeah. who broke it to her because when the when the grandma found out mm-hmm. at the little planning meeting, I was mm-hmm. like this is all over town. This yeah. is all over town. Bonnie yeah. already knows because yeah. Living in smaller towns, oh yeah, come on! It, it, there is just no way that anybody who knew Bonnie wouldn't have been like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe Maya's back!" You know? Right. So, and that was another. I, you know, we saw texts from Bonnie. I also was troubled that Maya is keeping such distance from Bonnie. I don't know mm-hmm. what she thought Bonnie could have done differently. Mm-hmm. But just, I don't know, some relationships that I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how they've developed, how they developed into how they are. Well, I wonder if now she's trying to protect her, but then why wouldn't she want to protect Biscuit? (laughs) Yeah, no, I I just don't think that holds water. She is clearly putting loved ones in danger, just as Uncle Henry, perhaps Uncle Henry, perhaps not, said (laughs) I right. mean, of course they'll come after. I I just don't quite understand how how is how is Tomaha, Oklahoma, like the the center <laughs> of all this. Why couldn't she deal with these people in New York? How right. come she get the train in Tomaha that then exploded in New York? I don't know. It it just it's a little bit. She's really. I do think she's really putting in danger some people that even though she hasn't seen in a while, clearly still has some connection to. Yeah. 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 I kind of wondered that too, because it wouldn't be obvious at all to go check out her hometown for the bad guys. Right. Yeah. She's not New York. Let's go check Tamaha. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe she was stupid enough to go back there. Well, Hey, she was, (laughs) what do you know? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't get that either. I mean, unless she really thought, or, let's just call him Uncle Henry. Yeah. Okay. Maybe she really, really, really thought he was going to help her. Yeah. Well, there you go. I guess that's a fair point. She, that's a fair point. But clearly she was able to get around that. Yeah. With Biscuit's help. Yeah. Boy, they sure kept up that house for for her, didn't they? It was perfect. It didn't look like anyone had left. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, where's the cobwebs? Where's the dust? Where's the dust motes? (laughs) Including stocked with floss. 
And <laughs> the deaf doorbell still functioning 100%. Yep. Yep. Although the swing set, not so much taken care of. You know, that's true. You're right. The swing set was dilapidated. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Very hmm. strange. Very anyway, strange. she. This uncle clearly has been into some nefarious stuff because mm -hmm. he knows how to get around the fact that mm -hmm. she's got a gunshot. He's got an undertaker on the payroll <laughs> and, you know, knows how to get rid of bodies if he has mm -hmm. to. So then then they climb the old water tower. Now, this was horrifying to me. It appeared that they could put that little spyglass on anybody in town. Mm-hmm. That was really disturbing and just it felt a little too true that in a small town <laughs> like that, if you had a high enough vantage point, you really could see anybody who was outside. But you would think that people would see them up on that water tower. Well, true. I was true. just having a really hard time of getting over the heights. I'm just like, no, mm. no, no, no. But yeah, yeah. I was like, well, that's not very stealthy. Mm -mm. which again i'm like maya what you doing up there if you're trying to make sure bonnie doesn't know you're there you're on top of the water tower <laughs> ridiculous yeah some of it was and then i know we're being kind of critical right now but that does not detract from the fact that i really enjoyed these two oh <laughs> yes no absolutely and it is these these this is based on comics right yeah. i mean so the the fact that we can find as much depth as we can is cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, it is. I hope we find out why, as I just saw my question where I'd written down, why is grandma against Maya? I hope we get a little yeah. bit more on that. But I just have to say, Graham Greene has the best line in either episode. Lay it on me. Well, they might try anthropology. They have all the uh, ethnically ambiguous schmutter you could possibly use. I roared. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm like, oh, I like Scully. He's scamming people. I'm like, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, he was he was great. Further dancing, further dancing, further dancing, further dancing. Oh, all my relations. He was great. And, you know, it, it is just kind of heartbreaking because... The grandma knew when Maya went to New York with her dad mm -hmm. that she was going to get raised by her dad. I mean, yeah. not that the grandma could take her away, but she didn't even try. You know, she didn't say, you should just leave her with me. Yeah. You're going to ruin her. Yeah. Just you go to New York. You yeah. know, I, there just didn't seem to be that fight. Yeah. And so then Maya does turn to this sort of darker life yeah. that... She loved her father, mm -hmm. so she kind of followed in his footsteps. Mm -hmm. And now the grandma's like, sure hope she hope the door doesn't hit her in the ass on the way out, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a contrast yeah. to her caring for Bonnie and Biscuits. Yep. So yep. I wondered that myself. I'm yeah. like, I so really we'll, don't get this. Yeah. So we will have to see how things shake out. So yes, I just have for the end of the episode that Kingpin is still alive. It's alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more Kingpin. Yes. And of course, the big question that will be answered hopefully by the end of this little spotlight series is will Maya become the queen pin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, shall we move on to episode two? Yeah. I mean, we've been jumping back and forth here, so. Yeah. Yeah. I guess but... I mean starting to look at my notes from episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did like that, you know, they're naming these episodes after her ancestors. Yes. And I didn't even look ahead to see what the other titles were or anything. Because I'm kind of wondering then, is the last episode just going to be called Maya? Or <laughs> right. Or what? But uh, yeah. Yes. So we get introduced to Loak, and I, I sure am guessing because at the end of this episode, we see Chula, then Loak, and then like a woman who's got a rifle. And yeah, I'm that's gotta be the next gonna be the next one. Yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, ooh, that's gotta be the next ancestor. 
So we're we're here in 1200 AD Alabama. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I'm just assuming that stickball is sort of the predecessor to lacrosse. Yes. Yeah. And that so, that was historically accurate. Oh, cool. So that game was yeah, lacrosse developed out of that game. Okay. Okay. A lot more rules. A lot more Wow. Yeah. Rules and they, I mean, the stakes were high. So high. Holy cow. I was just like, whoa. Why didn't why didn't that other team put that sub in much earlier? Yeah, yeah. He was like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of the Cherokee from that's really true. He was a big dude. Yeah, I loved that whole and you were talking about the mounds. Mm-hmm. I just loved kind of the oh, I don't know, the grandeur, the scope, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. just what we were able to see mm-hmm. of this this culture. Also accurate nice. for that time frame. That's uh in fact, I even shouted out, I'm like, Mississippian, mm. which is the archaeological name for that time period. And I was like, wow, it's very Cahokia-ish. Oh. But I think it was meant to represent Moundville, which is a site in Alabama. Okay. So it's, but they did have those big mounds and, um, you know, it was a complicated society with probably a chiefdom and... So, yeah, I was like, wow, very nice, very nice. Cahokia, in case you don't know. I do not. Is a site in southern Illinois. It's actually not too far from St. Louis. And it was the first urban center in North America. Oh. It's Mm -hmm. a pretty Colombian site. But, yeah, I've never been there. I'm like, why, why, why have I never been there? I always refer to it as one of our best kept secrets. You've got to get there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of places I got to get. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one seems pretty accessible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some and... are easier to get to than others. <laughs> yes. So n- maybe next time I head back east. Mm-hmm. Still want to drive mm-hmm. across country. So I'll put that on my list. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyways, I was after, after I said Cahokia, I'm like, oh, you know what? She might not know what that is. And the listeners yeah, might you... not know what that is. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's a real good assumption in general. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, but I'm going to just speak for you that it's totally okay if she explains some of these terms. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I was really happy. I like, well, they got some accuracies going on there. Excellent. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Yeah. So, yes. So loving and and clearly we have this. So there's some sort of lineage connection Uh that they can sort of see flashes of each other and they have the wrist and palm markings sometimes when Mm -hmm. they have that connection which Mm -hmm. kind of reminded me a little bit of miss marvel Mm, having that kind of connection with what Mm -hmm. is it her grandmother and Mm -hmm. previous in and that power that kind of gets passed down so anyway very very cool and it's just it is just kind of interesting that even though maybe they don't understand it they they do they do kind of see each other Mm -hmm. sometimes yes and that spiral yes another symbol it has many meanings but birth death rebirth is one of them Um, but it also uh, represents uh, tribal and ancestral connections oh wow that's perfect continuity and infinity pretty interesting and i was just wondering because you you said you haven't seen what if season two yet right correct because there's a native american story in that in season two and now i'm just trying to check oh that was kahori okay and i thought that was more like up in the iroquois confederacy area yeah so anyways well i'm certainly grateful to see i we noticed in ashland i Uh And I've definitely seen on Broadway, broader than just mm-hmm. just Native American, right. more people of color, stories mm-hmm. of people of color, mm-hmm. more representation mm-hmm. just in general. And it almost seems like if you're not at all doing it, you're left behind, mm-hmm. you know, you're yeah. and it's I love it. And oh, yeah. it's so I, I want it done. 
I wanted to, in a way that the people being represented are pleased with it. You know? yes. and, and, and that's not for me right. to judge. Right. So, but I, I really do, you know, we saw, did, did you see Manahata in Ashland or did I? I did not. Okay. Okay. And the, the wounded between two wounded knees or something anyway just there have been a couple of shows there it would help Mm -hmm. if i could Mm -hmm. remember the other title (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's great it'll be interesting to see if they make these more than just these spotlight things yes yes well it probably depends upon how many people watch it true that is will be influenced and we gotta, I, we've got to vote with our dollars and times and eyeballs. Yeah, I also just think that it's it would be a shame to use that as the only benchmark, just well, because fair. you know we're we are not in a post racial world, and so yes. you just got to kind of let it go, right? Let people just keep doing it so it becomes normal. Mm-hmm. People aren't going and exclaiming about oh my gosh the story it's about people of color and blah 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 and so but you kind of just got to keep doing it even if the money's not there yet or you know if the not the money well yeah the money i hope a bit that there could be some synergy with oh my goodness i'm not going to be able to come up with her name lily the the movie the scorsese movie that just came out something killers of the flower moon I, I don't know. Oh, you haven't heard of this? No. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to look this up because the woman won, I think, best actress or best supporting actress. And it's the first, uh, Nate, what is her? I got to find her name. Killers, Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. And. The actress is Lily, and she's local. She's Lily Gladstone, and she's from this area. She's from Washington. And in fact, was voted by her, I read somewhere, was voted by her classmates as Uh most likely to get an Oscar. And she got an Oscar. Oh, wow. So, yes, you should definitely look up Lily Gladstone. Okay. And, oh, it looks like... Tantu Cardinal is also in Killers of the Flower Moon. Anyway, I haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon yet. I'm afraid Uh it's going to be very, very, very sad, but I should really see it. Okay. Anyway, my point was, (laughs) sorry, I lost my own thread. You didn't (laughs) interrupt me. I interrupted myself, but that hopefully there's some synergy and feeding upon one another that the popularity of that movie and with that recent Oscar win that maybe there will be some hunger for more stories. Yeah. And maybe the timing is perfect. We'll see. Oh, oh you know why I probably ignored that movie? Why? Because Leonardo oh, DiCaprio. Leonardo in DiCaprio. It. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's a shame. Yeah. I know he's a great actor. I will Is admit- he? <laughs> oh, did you ever see What's uh, Eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah. He was amazing in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. And I thought I actually really enjoyed him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Was that what it was called? I haven't seen that. That was really good. So okay. I admit it, but there's just something about him that bugs the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I tend to avoid his movies. Mm-hmm. But oddly enough, when I see his movies, I generally enjoy them. I don't. It's a weird thing. My brain. Well, this is supposed to be quite ways. a good one. Okay. Huh. I'll have to check that out. Maybe. Yeah. If I can well, get I haven't the done DiCaprio it yet, thing. But... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, wow. I mean, Maya really puts her life in Biscuit's hands without <laughs> giving him really any information. Yeah. Biscuits is very trusting too. Oh my gosh. So trusting. So trusting. I like how he's like, gotta take care of Billy Jack. Yeah. Get in the back, yeah. Billy Jack. <laughs> now, I know you had an amazing line of Scully's. Yes. But 
I also really liked a line of biscuits when he was driving the truck like a bat out of hell and his grandma's calling him on the phone. He's like, I loved that. I loved that Biscuits exclaimed that he was in the middle of a mission. Oh, poor Biscuits. Oh my gosh. Grandma's truck. He's a real ride or die. And he's try- he tries to sell off his PlayStation 4, which, yes. by the way, PlayStation 5 has been out since like 2020. So <laughs> I he's going to be lucky to get $100 for it. Yeah. I just, that was a great scene when he's in the talking on that CB and he's trying not to tell Bonnie stuff and then lets it all slip. Yeah. I'm fine. Billy Jack is fine. Maya's fine. It's all good. Oh, you, you're breaking up, Bonnie. You're breaking up. I can't hear you anymore. <laughs> Well, I'm surprised Bonnie didn't just kind of like race over there. Me too. And I mean, we don't see her again in that episode. I'm really worried about Bonnie. I really think Bonnie could end up being very collateral damage. And I'm not looking forward to it because I like her already. Well, we'll see if you're called that one. Mm -hmm. I just hope Biscuits doesn't end up collateral damage. Well, we've certainly got a lot more. We've gotten to know Biscuits a lot more than Bonnie so far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, when she was when she jumped on on the train, I'm like, that's not a superhero landing. <laughs> she yeah. Off the train, which yeah. then made me wonder a little bit later. You know, when her hands glow and stuff, mm-hmm. do you think that she's reincarnated? Does like Chola reincarnate in each of these individuals? Oh, is it? that interesting so maybe there is some generational skipping like she can only yeah sorry sorry that 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 she's only able to be like so the grandma Mm -hmm. and maya's mom and maya were all alive at the same time so mm-hmm. she couldn't be in more than one of them at the same time right. so maybe she right. can kind of only so maybe she skips a few generations or only goes in when she feels needed. Mm-hmm. But this is, you know, we're going to have to see where this develops. And as we meet more of these women, because clearly Chaffa saves her people. Yep. Right. Yep. Loak saves her people. Right. Because now they don't have to move off their land. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So... So far, we have not seen Maya saving her people, right? right? Maya saving Maya. (laughs) Maya is saving Maya, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And has these vendetta. And don't get me wrong, both Chaffa and Loic are very strong and, you know, may not live perfect lives or Mm -hmm. whatever. But the moments that have been highlighted for us are Mm -hmm. real savior moments, right? Right. And we haven't seen a savior moment for Maya, but this is more her origin story, really. So, right. So we'll it might see. be in that last episode, mm-hmm. right? Like all Fisk. Well, I'm I'm assuming Fisk is going to show up. Yeah, in the town, and so maybe that's the big save, right? She saves everybody at that point. She will save. Yeah, and maybe the what happens? Yeah, maybe Bonnie gets collateraled. Mm-hmm. And that makes Maya shift her thinking away from, I'm going to be the queen pin and I'm going to now save everybody. I'm going to save my town. I'm going to save my people. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. So I I like what you're saying about the reincarnation and we'll just kind of see how that continues to play Mm -hmm. out as, Mm -hmm. as I see more of the lineage. And, you know, we have heard from Scully that the line goes directly back to mm-hmm. the first people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be interesting. I really want to watch the next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so is Grandpa Scully making a super leg? I think so. I think so. Nice. I can't wait to see it. Me too. I, I wonder what he... kind of powers it's going to have. What kind of features? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, I really liked when he patted himself on the back. Yes. <laughs> oh, true. he's doing he's a great, great character. job. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, the one thing I really didn't like in this episode. What's that? When I think she's talking to her uncle and she's like, are you with me? Are you against me? Yeah. The phrase that drives me insane. I'm like, come on. It's very tired. Can we let it go now? Mm hmm. But But this is what's driving her, right? She is on a vendetta blood mission. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. And maybe she's made the connection to her mother's death as well. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I'm sure. Well, I don't know. Would her dad have talked about it? Well, that's a very good question. But maybe she remembers her mom stomping on the brakes mm, and yeah. the brakes not working. And right. now she knows that brakes can be cut. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We, oh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't have well, a lot else to say. I really don't either. I think we've, I've certainly, I feel like I've expressed my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm just excited for the next step. And I just want to say thank you for sharing. I mean, with your anthropologist background, I really think you bring a richness to this that I wouldn't otherwise be exposed to. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I always appreciate being up, able to look up some anthropological stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, as I was watching it, I'm like, oh. I got research to do. Nice. <laughs> and you're the one qualified to do it. Uh, I think I'll try to give myself a little more time next time. Because I only sure. looked up, I only spent like an hour looking up stuff. Sure. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I really have appreciate. I hope you're enjoying Echo the way that we are. And you'll stick with us on this journey. Yes. So next time we'll do episodes three and four. Exactly. And then we'll save the last episode all for itself yes i agree because then i'm sure we can kind of look at the whole season i, th- I think that's going to be perfect yeah yeah we can do maybe a little character arc yeah stuff yeah. too so all right well the only thing left to say is bye thanks for listening everybody Wallowing in the Shallows is created and produced by the both of us. Edited by Mo. The soundtrack for the Wallowing in the Shallows Echo Review is Apache Rock Instrumental by Sound Atelier. Available on Gemendo.com. You can send us feedback at WitsTVPod at gmail.com. That's W-I-T-S-T-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. Subscribe. And then subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe.